This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 38 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the October 19th show in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., at the Kennedy Center. From Weird Al's 2022, the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, we're back, and the show you saw was exactly one month and one day since my last show. Wow. And you know, this one is a very has a very special designation. It does. Oh, it's because it's at the Kennedy Center, the world-famous Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. And it's the first and only, as far as we know, Dave-only <laughs> show of the tour that we're going to be reviewing. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Although technically it's not really a Dave-only show. I mean, I was there with my wife, Jackie. I met up with a couple other of our friends and listeners. So not really. I wasn't the only person in the audience. Well, I mean, the Ethan-onlys is not only me in the audience either. <laughs> it's it's more of, you know, out of Dave and Ethan, who is, who is there? But um, yes, and of course, Jackie was there. And I'm sure you'll tell us all about who else was there. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. You know, actually, it's been. I want to just address something. This is the first. You said this is a one one month and one day since your last show. Well, this my last show was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, all the way back. I think it was August seventh. Oh wow! So it's been a long time since I've been to a Weird Al show. So it's like a whole new tour for you. I know it's like a little bit out of uh, <laughs> out of practice here. So I. I know I, I missed a few notes here and there that I, you know, so we'll just have to leave it to the uh, listener's imagination as to fill in the blanks. Now, I, I'm sure all the listeners are wondering, well, how is it going to work? How is Ethan going to pick Dave's <laughs> pick of the night? Um, well, I'm going to just at the end of the review, uh, based on what Dave said, I'm going to make a, a guess. And Dave already has his choice written down. Uh, so it'll be just a little bit different. Instead of me writing down my guess at the beginning, it'll be Dave writing down his guess at the beginning and me guessing, <laughs> me guessing which one he picks. So hopefully Dave, you don't like downplay like, Oh, and then, uh, he played, uh, Albuquerque and it was horrible and it sucked. Yeah. And then I'll, you know, I wouldn't guess that. And then you'd be like, well, I picked Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you don't do that. Hopefully you play it fair. All right. I'll, I'll. I th I don't think this will be a tough one for you to pick. All right. But you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I don't know what goes through your mind sometimes. <laughs> Usually uh, I get it right. Uh, well, let's just start off with a, a Coke Zero solo. I'm very thirsty. Um, this concert did happen just a couple days ago, and we opted to wait until we were both together uh, so we're actually in uh, our hotel in Cary, North Carolina. Cary. Okay, I knew we're, we're somewhere. Way, yeah, we're on our way to see the sh the Weird Al's birthday show uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, so we're, we're staying nearby Cary, North Carolina. Uh, very excited to to, uh, to finally see another see another show with you, Dave. Because I haven't seen a show with you since that Lancaster show. Mm. Well. 
<laughs> well, uh, Dave, this is your show. Uh, I, am go- I am ready to jump in. Go, go when you're ready. Yeah, so Jackie and I, we uh, decided to drive down the day of the show. And uh, we left the house, our house, about 9.30. We have a friend uh, named Eleanor where we, anytime we go to uh, Washington, D.C., we stay at her house. Her house is conveniently located in Arlington, Virginia, which is right over the bridge. And she's right next to Washington, D.C. I remember yeah, getting to meet her and stay there on uh, Strings Attached. Yeah, so it's, uh, yes, yeah, right. We did. We, I'm sure we mentioned her on Strings Attached. And, uh yeah, so, uh, and it was funny, we got, I guess we got there about 2 o'clock, um, the reason we need to get there so early is I had VIP for this show, very special, Kennedy very Center. special, uh, and uh, we were also meeting up with uh, somebody, and I'll get to that in a little bit, I just want to just give a little more background, uh, so I get, we get to, uh, <laughs> to Eleanor's house, and, and I'm no, I, at this point I had not done any research to see where the Kennedy Center was in relation to her house, but I just knew Washington, D.C. isn't that big, it's got to be close. Right. Right, so uh, I throw it in, the, Eleanor's not, not home, so I couldn't ask her, I threw it in the, uh, the GPS to see where it was, and it's two and a half miles away from Eleanor's. Oh, wow. Less than a 15-minute drive. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess uh, we're here quite a bit earlier than we needed to be, but that's okay. We got the – Eleanor did show up uh, from her meeting, and we got to chat with her for a little bit before we headed out. And the plan was to get there uh, about 4.30, which is supposedly when the cafe on the roof of the Kennedy Center opened up. uh, Oh, how cool. Yeah. Um, And VIP, I initially thought was going to be at 5 o'clock. But I was mistaken. It wasn't until 6 o'clock. So we actually had quite a bit of, of time before uh, we had to. But uh, the plan was to meet up with a former guest of the podcast. Oh, okay. Which, it's. Uh, would you like to guess who I had to meet up with? Well, um, <clears throat> I don't think it would be super fair for me to guess. Uh, because when said person posted on their Facebook page, Hey, I'm going to be in D.C., I... Um, I messaged and I said, well, make sure you say hi to Dave. <laughs> and he wrote back, I'm having dinner with Dave. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Well. So I, I guess I knew, Dave. <laughs> there goes my big surprise. But for everyone else, it was uh, Joe Bohannon. And if you might remember Joe from our episode 151 inch where we interviewed him and Puzzle Master Eric Berlin together about the whole um, the MIT uh, yeah, puzzle that, uh, that they did together when Weird Al came in and he he did the video about the calculated whisk. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then Eric, and, we talked to him about doing the New York Times well, crossword. Yeah, well, puzzle. Eric did the puzzle, yeah, but Joe yeah. wasn't involved in the puzzle. But yeah, but Joe was on the team that uh, that eventually won that MIT uh, competition. <laughs> and that's uh, so cool. And and of course he got to uh, to. Uh, to fill us in all that. It's a really cool episode, and Joe's a great guy. But well, uh, assuming time, you actually did have. Uh, dinner with him. I know you haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> that would mean that you successfully had dinner with both Eric and Joe. And I yes. missed out on Eric's because uh, <laughs> it was a little bit longer for drive for me and I had to work that day. Yep. And I missed out on Joe because I didn't go to the show. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got episode 151 inch covered. You can get the other 174 <laughs> or whatever. I've met a couple there. people without you, Dave. <laughs> I think we're just, we're, uh, we're just going to slowly meet everyone uh, at least one of us at a time. I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, so Jackie and I got there. I mean, we we left, I, I guess we got there about 4, eh, maybe 4.30 or so. There's, it's, 
again, so easy to get there from where we were staying. It was amazing. There was very little traffic at that time. Uh, parking directly underneath the Kennedy Center. Uh, oh, wow. Paid, paid parking directly underneath the Kennedy Center. Still, I mean, some yeah. venues you get there and there's no, like, you have to find street oh, parking. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? And it was interesting that as we were driving up to the Kennedy Center, the GPS said, you are entering a restricted area. Oh. So I was like, oh, oh, boy. And I'll get a little bit more on filling a little bit more on that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, so get to Kennedy Center. And first time I've ever been there. And it is, this place is oh, huge, much bigger than I thought it was going to be, uh, the building. Yeah. And it's it's a really, really pretty campus, a really build, pretty building. Um, from the outside, it it's just like, it looks like a huge, giant <laughs> rectangle, <Okay. laughs> I guess. But uh, it, it's really, it's really... Cool, cool looking from the outside. Um, now I I don't know much about the Kennedy Center, which it sounds like you didn't before you went. But is it like near the White House or or the Washington Monument? Like, could you see uh, Lincoln Memorial or anything like that from where you were? Um, I will answer those questions. Okay, in a little bit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but great questions. Okay, uh, yeah. So. Uh, it's so I guess it's it's in it's in or right near Washington Harbor, which probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but that's for those who means nothing. Yeah, it's it's actually right next to the Watergate Hotel, which you probably oh. read about in history class. Yeah, <laughs> which you don't. You're looking at me like you don't know what that. No, is. I know Watergate, Nixon, all Nixon, that. Nixon, yeah, yeah, Nixon and Watergate and, <clears> and the whole scandal, whole scandal, and I'll have a story about that in a little bit. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we got there, and uh, Joe had texted me. He still was uh, on the Metro at that point, and he was, you know, going to be there in 15 or 20 minutes. But Jackie and I were walking around, and as we walk up to the front of the uh, Kennedy Center, and there's multiple doors to go in, but we assumed we were at the right door because uh, VIP host J.W. Halford was just hanging out outside. Oh, cool. So we uh, got to chat with J.W. outside. Uh, it's haven't had too much opportunity to chat with him outside of the VIP uh, experience, so it was uh, nice to get to chat to him with him for a couple minutes. Um, we go inside, we pick up our VIP uh, stuff, you know, the the VIP pass, the the mugs, and or the I guess quote unquote quote mugs. unquote mugs, <laughs> the cups, the cups. I don't even <laughs> wouldn't even call them cups. I, the the uh... pencil pencil holders <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, what else did we get? What else did I get? Did you get the coffee? Did the coffee. The coffee. The coffee. I wasn't even there, Dave, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee. And uh, I had to pick up. I did not actually have my physical tickets yet. I had to go to the will call to pick those up. However, uh, the will call was not open uh, when we went over there. Uh, but there was a sign that says, go to the will call in the other theater. There's there's like three or four theaters inside the Kennedy Center. Um, so we, the other one, we walked over to the other will call and they're like, oh no, you got to pick up the Weird Al tickets at the, the theater over by the Weird Al concert. I said, well, it's not open yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they said, oh, and they called and they said, oh, it won't be open until six o'clock, so, which was okay. Uh, VIP was starting at six, so really, you know, it was fine. I just had to, to stop by uh, 
right before VIP started. Okay. So um, as we're walking around, uh, I get a message from Joe that he's here and he's over at the VIP check-in. So we walk over. I get to meet Joe, chat with Joe for a little bit. Uh, and um, as we're, we're heading, we're like, well, our plan was to go to this cafe that's on the roof uh, for dinner, uh, Joe, myself, and Jackie. And as we're walking, trying to find how to get to this cafe, an elevator or something, we run into Alexis Adams. Oh, nice. And uh, Alexis, uh, past guest of the, the bonus episodes. Yeah. And friend of the podcast. And I, I think th- I knew she was going to be uh, She did mention she was going to be there yeah. uh, on our Lancaster uh, review, but I... I did not uh, connect with her before, so I did not know she was going to be there that early, uh, but she was there. Uh, I guess she had spent a majority of the day over at the Kennedy Center. There's a lot to see in there. There's like a whole little museum about oh, cool. John F. Kennedy. Um, <coughs> oh, that Kennedy. I wonder uh, who yeah, was yes, Okay, Yes, it's definitely named after <clears throat> John F. Kennedy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole exhibits in there and, and a whole bunch of stuff, and apparently... Uh, uh, Jackie Kennedy, uh, John F. Kennedy's wife, uh, you would go there uh, for a lot of events. Okay. Uh, and stuff. After, you know, after, obviously, uh, John had passed away. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so we, uh, uh, Alexis, we're like, well, we're going to go f- try to find this cafe. And Alexis is like, I know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> been there all day and uh so she brought us up to the cafe and i'm not quite sure they sort of were like almost opening up by the time we got there and it was about five o'clock uh i guess at this point uh we go in the food was really good up there the view was incredible from the top um so you're literally on the rooftop literally not on the, the rooftop floor. yeah okay we're on the rooftop uh top floor top floor rooftop uh, basically, so you're not out uh, in the. Was it like windy? And- no, it was. It was, incl- it was uh, the cafe was inside. It was enclosed. Okay, okay. Uh, but um, there is a way to uh, walk out onto the roof. There's like a little um, walkway that goes a big walkway that goes all the way around the uh, the, the building, and uh, we decided we wanted to do that because it's supposed to have really nice views of DC, the city, and uh, we get out there and. I'm it guessing did. the answer to my question is coming up. Well, it, we did. But uh, before I get to that, I do want to mention that our friend Joe actually uh, left, give us a gift. A gift? A gift. So <laughs> this is sort of an inside joke between uh, Ethan and myself, but we've definitely mentioned it on the podcast multiple times. Uh, would you like to guess what our good friend Joe left us? Ethan is actually... I have known where he went. He left. Ethan has left the building. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan has left the building. I had to go to my thinking space, Dave, so I could <laughs> uh, better guess. Um, well, I don't mean to spoil anything again, but in my conversation with Joe, uh, before <laughs> you got together with him, uh, he did mention that he understands uh, there's something that Dave and I... Uh, you and I like a lot, and he did mention the Canadian nickels. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Joe was kind enough to bring us Canadian nickels, which is probably the best gift that you could give Ethan and myself. It's very thoughtful, Joe. Uh, actually, they were Canadian nickels from his uh, father's coin collection, and uh, they were older ones. They ha- had uh, King George on them. 
Um, but I think 1946 and 1947. So thank you very much for those amazing nickels, Joe. I especially, you know, this is, uh, uh, I don't think this has been revealed on the podcast, but the official Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast Canadian nickel uh, was misplaced by someone. Well, I don't think this has been mentioned on the podcast, and this certainly has not been has not been. Mentioned to you before, but the official Canadian nickel was found. Really? Yes. Where was it? <laughs> oh, we're going to leave that to the, okay. uh, the uh, listener's imagination. Anyway, now that we've uh, killed uh, five minutes <laughs> of, of yes. nonsense without giving any sort of payoff. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> right, so, so it was uh, Jackie, myself, Alexis, and uh, Joe over at dinner. We went... Uh, like I said, the food was really good, uh, and um, I did give, uh, in return for Joe giving us some really cool nickels, I gave him some really cool wooden nickels. Wow. And, of course, some stickers and other things. So, I wonder what the exchange rate is. I can't remember <laughs> what Frank paid for all those wooden nickels. Probably more than a real nickel. <laughs> probably. Probably. And uh, I guess there's another... Uh, Joe actually had a couple of fun uh, Weird Al stories that he told me, and maybe and I'll, I'll probably save those if he ever wants to come back on the podcast and and talk about them. Uh, oh yeah, I would love to hear that. But there him. is one that I do want to mention. Joe, I did not know this, and I don't think it came up in our when we were talking to Joe on on the podcast. But uh, he's an avid coin collector, and uh, besides collecting Canadian nickels, he, also, <laughs> he collects specifically specifically he collects uh, a bunch of coins, and he actually has a really cool weird owl related coin in his uh, personal collection. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I know uh, – well, let me talk through <laughs> my collection. I know that uh, a fan did create Weird Al and Bermuda squished pennies. Is that what he has? I, he did not mention that. He may or may not have those. He did okay. not mention that. But that was not the one I was thinking of or not the one that he brought up. He actually has a 1955 double die penny. Wow, like in UHF. <laughs> like in where, UHF. Where the, the, uh... the bomb, yes. <laughs> I think I think the correct the politically correct thing to say is uh, houseless, houseless instead of homeless or bum. Okay, I believe that is. He's credited as a bum in, in UHF. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm going with. Okay, and uh, product of the times. Well, time yeah, times change. Just like uh, we don't say hermaphrodite, we, you know, we <laughs> we don't say bum or homeless anymore. But uh, uh, but we know the character from UHF. Yeah, based so, on the credits. Yeah, so. Uh, he has one in his collection, and he did not bring it with him, but he did show me pictures of it, and it's pretty stinking majestic. <laughs> and he's, they're apparently pretty rare. Did you uh, offer him a wooden penny for it, Dave? <laughs> I did. I did. He would not trade Aww. as much as I... <laughs> no, they're, they're apparently pretty rare, so... Uh, I never even thought to get one for the Weird Al collections. Yeah. Well, he's got one, so maybe you could trade him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so afterwards, so then after dinner, we took a walk around the uh, top of the Kennedy Center. And to answer your question, yes, you can see several monuments from there. We got to see the Washington Monument. We got to see the Jefferson Memorial. And you could see off in the distance the uh, Lincoln Memorial. Oh, wow. So it was very really, cool. Yeah, it was really cool up there. And of course, you know, the Potomac, the, uh, Potomac River and a whole bunch of other great sites in Washington, D.C. Definitely, definitely, if you're ever. Going up, anybody, if you're ever going to the Kennedy Center for any event, uh, you will uh, you will want to make sure you get up on that roof and just check out the view from up there. Cool. 
Well, I'm gonna open up my second Coke Zero Solo. Wow, I haven't even gotten into the actual show yet. <coughs> I'm thirsty. <laughs> I had spicy ramen for dinner. <laughs> I need my soda. All right, so I did. Uh, did want to mention it's about six o'clock now. We head down to to pick up my tickets at Will Call. Um, I pay, funny story. I pick up my tickets. I have no idea where I'm sitting. I, I go. I pick up the tickets and I uh, I take them out. And I said, "Oh, look, I'm in row F." And Joe goes, "I'm in row F." <laughs> okay. So he's like, "Well, okay, I'm in." Jackie and I are in seat 105 and 106. He goes, "I'm in seat 107." Wow! So <laughs> totally unexpected. Joe and I and Jackie were all sitting together. How crazy that is! I, I love that. I know, isn't that crazy? Is is great. So that was a wonderful experience, and getting to sit next to, of course, Jackie and Joe through the whole show was was great. Um, we had a couple other friends. Uh, so Alexis did not have VIP, so she did not join us uh, at Jeopardy. But our friend Bob Groder was there. Bob Groder. Bob Groder. He was there. He had uh, come down on Amtrak to uh, to see the show. Um, and uh, let's see. Ah, first stop. When you get into the VIP area, uh, you check out the merchandise. Of course. I went over to the merchandise booth, uh, talked to our friend Marnie, and uh, they did have a poster from the Wolf Trap Show. Oh, I love that poster. Yes. the, uh, the That really... was like one of my favorite posters the whole tour. Yeah, which I did not have in my collection, so I picked up one of those. Very cool. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to pick up... Uh, just an extra T-shirt, you know, the one with the uh, additional tour dates on it. Um, picked up one of those. And I was debating back and forth whether or not I want to get a hoodie, you know, one of those hooded sweatshirts. And I had mentioned that to Marnie. I said, oh, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know if I want another one. And she said, well, we're running low on them. So I said, oh, okay. Sold anyone. <laughs> so, Marnie knows how to sell a couple extra. <laughs> so there are several sizes that she's actually already sold out of. Um, and they're not restocking because they're probably well, so yeah, close to the end, Well, yeah, it's the end right? of the tour, so they're, they're not going to restock. And by the time this episode comes out, the tour is going to be over anyway. So <laughs> yeah. it's not really helpful for people at this point, but I'm just pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> that they were running low on, on hoodies. Um, so if you need a hoodie, uh, oh. go back in time. <laughs> Find a time traveler. Well, honestly, they, they usually restock on the website, don't they, after a tour? So there's a chance that they'll be available on weirdout.com. Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? We'll see. <clears throat> All right. So Jeopardy started at 6.45. I didn't know we tracked the time of Jeopardy. Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what's interesting is, oh, I got to tell you a little bit about the theater. This theater, Kennedy Center, as you might imagine, is is a beautiful theater. The one we were in um, for sure was, uh, I, there's multiple theaters I mentioned in there. Uh, but the one that we were in was was really really pretty, and uh, it was the stage was was awesomely set up because the stage was really really big, really long and tall, and there was like usually like when you go to a concert, there's like a backdrop or whatever, like a black backdrop maybe in the background of the stage. But there wasn't on this one. There was like wood paneling on the Kennedy Center, and there was like a giant pipe organ that was along the top. Cool. There was uh, seats that were behind and to the side of the stage but they were not sold or being used they were you know just there were seats there oh that sounds like when i saw alan chicago yeah it reminded yeah reminded me of how you described chicago 
uh, it was it was really cool. And uh, so that that sort of set you know how how the concert looked. It looked different than any other concert I've seen because of just how the stage was was so open and and like everything was out there. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, <laughs> Jeopardy starts at at six forty five and. All of a sudden, the, f- the stage just fills up with smoke. There was so much smoke at the beginning <laughs> of VIP Jeopardy. Uh, JW comes out and he says, um, "Well, it's great. To- it's a wonderful to be in the great state of Washington D.C." Ah, uh, which I think everybody in the audience was like, "No." I think he says. I think that's his joke. He says it every time. <laughs> Insert city here. As I'm pretty sure the yeah. great state of yes, the great state <laughs> of Washington D.C. Um, and then uh, it, during the VIP, uh, there is a, a one port point where you know he during said, Jeopardy during Jeopardy um, where he you know he take somebody from the audience to run up and get the uh, the ballots from the back. Yes. And this time the uh, gentleman's name was Paul. And when Paul comes back, uh, J.W. sprays him with a uh, leaf blower and toilet paper. Right. Right. And uh, <clears throat> after he's done spraying Paul with all that, he goes, well, I bet that was the first time that ever happened at the Kennedy Center. <laughs> <laughs> J.W. said that, of course. <laughs> I bet he's right. <laughs> he's probably right on that one. <clears throat> so uh, Jeopardy starts, and uh, he calls up uh, contestant number one, who is a gentleman named William. All right. Contestant number two is a gentleman named Scott. All right. And then he pulls out an, something out of the uh, bin. He says, our next contestant is a movie actor from the greater New York area. So that. I, well, when I filled out my form, I put down I was a podcast host from, you know, I, I think I just put I was a podcast host from Dave Neathan's 2000s Weird Al podcast. So I didn't think it was me. Right. Was Dave Rossi. <laughs> so I don't know where he's, he might be confused. I'm not quite sure where he got this movie actor thing well, from. Well, maybe he was confused because he knows your podcast co-host, Ethan, was in Taking Woodstock uh, <laughs> eating watermelon. And he must have just assumed that that was both of us. <laughs> I well, I don't know what happened, but he got he got the totally got the occupation wrong, and uh, but I got called for Jeopardy. Wow! <laughs> so this is the first. And did you accept it or did you? Uh, uh, I decide not to do it. No, no, I went. <laughs> I went. I was surprised, but I went up. I uh, I got called for Jeopardy. I went up. Uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. The first time on this tour that I had done Jeopardy solo. Oh right, yeah. So uh, last well, we were in the the. If you're looking at it straight on, we were on the far right. Is, were you in the same spot as the third? I was in the third pl- third okay, spot. Okay, yes. cool. <clears throat> right, so uh, I was in the third spot. Although in this in the in the one that we did in Los Angeles, uh, the the uh, the podiums were set up on. Steve's side of the stage. Yep. In this one, they were set up on Jim's side of the stage. Okay, so but I you're was, still closest to the. I was furthest from the audience. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So the the in the one in Los Angeles, we were closest to the audience. In this one, I was furthest from the audience. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, everything was reverse uh, from from Los Angeles. But uh, yeah, so uh, I got to play Jeopardy. Very cool. Very cool indeed. And uh, a couple interesting things happened at. Uh, in Jeopardy. 
Um, I'm going to ask our intern Frank to pull up uh, the, a picture of the Jeopardy board because he wants to make sure that I ask you specific uh, questions. Oh, so you're going to uh, quiz me, Dave? I'm going to quiz you oh. and see what you would have answered to some of these questions. Okay. Uh, I'm up for the challenge. I um, I did not have any prior knowledge of this. I did not know you were going to ask me this. So um, this is legitimate. <laughs> well, a couple of interesting things uh, happened. This one, I think, uh, I think it's safe at this point to kind of give out some Jeopardy questions because by the time this gets... Uh, <coughs> well, they don't repeat them. It's aired. So I'm just wondering if you knew the answer to this one. Okay. Uh, what category? Close personal friends of Al. Okay. And the question is, Al credits this writer slash comedian Better Call Saul star with naming Papa Bully and Baby Bully on the Weird Al show. Um, I wouldn't have known it uh, offhand, but I would have guessed Bob Odenkirk because I remember uh, Lynn. Uh, not Lynn. Um, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Who's our friend in uh, who dated Al? Why am I blanking on her name? <laughs> uh, Ludacris Laurie. Ludacris Laurie. Thank you. Uh, she mentioned she was friends with Bob Odenkirk, and I think Bob was gonna write on the Weird Al show, or potentially was. So that would be my guess. Uh, would be Bob Odenkirk. That was my guess too, and I know you're. You're a big Bob Odenkirk. I am a big fan. Bob Odenkirk fan. So I, uh, I, I guess that I actually got, I actually buzzed in for that one, and I got a correct. And the correct answer was, "What is Bob Odenkirk?" So I, uh, wow, cool. Or who is Bob Odenkirk? So I did get that one right. So there was an interesting. You know that uh, when we play, uh, when when JW hosts VIP Jeopardy, sometimes the rules are a little loose. Yeah, it seems uh, <laughs> like when we're up there, the rules are a lot stricter than other times I see him play. Well, uh, I tried to play by the rules, uh, which were if you had to wait for the question to be read entirely before you buzz in. Right. Uh, which is one of the important rules that we think we got docked on a couple of times in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, because we saw other people weren't waiting, so we started not waiting, but then we got docked. Yeah, so... <laughs> So uh, I waited, uh, and um, I, I knew quite a few of the answers, but other people buzzed in before the question was uh, completed. So I, I didn't get you know full points for all those, but uh, I did pretty well. At uh, one point, I had, uh, I think, 440 points, way ahead of everybody else. Um, and let me just say that the, uh, as far as the contestants' knowledge... Uh, William was very knowledgeable on the movie UHF, and that's all. <laughs> Scott, okay. Scott was a Scott was a good competitor. He was, he knew quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of Weird Al trivia. But it sounds like neither <laughs> of them were following the rules. No, uh, not, not not buzzing in a little early if they knew okay. the question. Okay, but uh, so so at one point, uh, <laughs> one point, uh, JW dubbed Scott Great Scott. So Great Scott. Uh, <laughs> Great Scott was sitting next to me. <clears throat> anyway, uh, at, at one point I, I choose uh, eat it for a hundred, and the question in a hundred that's the the hardest the one, hardest quote one, hardest. right? And uh, this is a this is I get the double jeopardy. Okay, so I have four hundred forty points at this time, and I say I'm going to bet, or I didn't I might uh, yeah I think they had four hundred forty points. I, I I might be off on that. But I had I had quite a bit of amount of points. Yeah, um, I said, well, daily double. I'm going to risk it all. 
Because so, why not? <laughs> so JW reads the question. He says, Snack All Night is Al's unreleased parody of this Michael Jackson song. What is black or white? Well, before I get a chance to answer it, William buzzed in. What? <laughs> For a daily says, double? And JW, yes. And JW goes, uh, okay, uh, William. <laughs> and William said, what is, you know, black or white? And, uh, and you got all my points. What? <laughs> it might have been Scott. I don't remember who it was. Somebody buzzed in. I'm pretty sure it was William. <laughs> and so they got all my points. So all right. I wasn't quite sure that that's how Daily Doubles worked, but apparently they do now. I guess in Weird Al Jeopardy, that's how it works. <laughs> so that was an interesting thing that happened. Huh. Uh, okay. Which definitely was... Uh, was unusual and I had not seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, these competitors have never watched Jeopardy. <laughs> so I did. F- oh, uh, I should say. Uh, I, I guess. I guess it's okay to say this at this point too. Is that if you pick Popery for one hundred, uh, it is the formula from the I lost. Um, I lost on Jeopardy. Right. Uh, Usually, JW and JW makes a fart noise. So we did that. I chose Popery for one hundred, expecting that, and. Uh, Generally, in the past, I've always seen whatever the contestant uh, says, J.W. says, that is correct. Well, he did this fart noise. I said, what is Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast? That's the question. He said, ooh, I'm sorry. That is wrong. (laughs) And then somebody else buzzed in and said, I think it was Scott buzzed in and says, what is one or something? He goes, oh, that is wrong. Wow. The other guy didn't want to buzz in. <laughs> and JW <laughs> said, I don't remember what his answer was, but he said the correct answer was something. What is like cheese whiz or something okay. like that? <laughs> so wow. He had something specific in mind for that for that particular day. Uh, so uh, I'm going a bit long on Jeopardy, but there is a little controversy also with the uh, final Jeopardy question. Oh, boy. OK. All right. So I'm going to set the stage for this one. Um, well, of course you're going a little long on Jeopardy because it's you're in it's it. My, we don't I mean, usually go that long if, if one of us is not playing. But yeah, of course we want to hear all about it, Dave. <coughs> all right. Um, yes. Well, oh, it was 160 points that William stole from my daily double. By the <laughs> okay. Way. Just want to clarify that because at I after I lost my 160 points, I fought back up. I had a 440 points total. Okay, um, at the end. At at the end. Okay. Um, Great Scott had 690 points. Wow. And uh, William had 40 points. All right. So um, William was pretty much in last place, and he was kind of not really in the competition at this point. If you're playing by normal <laughs> Jeopardy rules. Now. Uh, <laughs> The question comes out. They do the double Jeopardy or the final Jeopardy question. All right. And I don't have it word for word, but uh, basically the question. So a couple things I want to make sure I understand uh, what's going on. In the past, and this happened with us, if you get half of the question right, generally you get half of the Yeah, if it's like a two-part. If it's a two-parter question, right? Okay. Uh, So I just want to clarify that. And uh, obviously, if you get it wrong, you lose whatever you bet. Right. If you get it correct, you get whatever you bet. Right. That seems to be what the what JW's been following. So knowing that, the question is, 
you know, what does the trophy that George gives to Stanley in UHF say? Okay. Would you like to take a guess? Uh, what is world's greatest janitor and TV star? You probably would have got credit for that. I think it was what is world's best janitor and television host. Or you might be right. I'm not exactly okay. sure. But, but that's close enough. Uh, I put down what is world's best janitor. Okay. Great Scott also wrote what is world's best janitor. Okay. And uh, again, I bet all my points, all 440 points. All right. Scott bet 27 points. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's say – so what happened is uh, I said – so he, JW went to me first and he said, uh, Dave, what do you have? And I said, what is uh, world's greatest janitor or world's best janitor? Okay. And, uh, and he said, that is correct. So he gave me double my points, which should have been 880 points. Frank just handed me a note. He said that – in the film, it said, world's greatest janitor and TV star. Okay. So, that... I think pretty much what I said. That's pretty much what you said, yeah. So, uh, so he goes to Scott. He says, Scott, what, you know, what's your guess? And Scott says, what is world's greatest janitor? He goes, that is correct. How much did you bet? 27 points. So now Scott, who had 690 points, sh- uh, should have had... 710 points or whatever, right? Half of 20. Oh, yeah. Well, this he said correct. And he gave, he oh, gave okay. me full credit for, oh, for okay. it. So I had 880 points. Scott had uh, 720 points. Yeah. And William. Rounding up. Yeah. William, it really didn't matter what William bet because he, even if he bet all of his money, he would have. Right. He couldn't catch up with us. So it looked like I should have won this. Well, what did what was William's answer? Ah, we're getting to that. Okay, okay. Then William said, remember, William, he got, he knew nothing, very little about Weird Al except for the movie UHF. <laughs> okay, I remember you did set that up. So he said, what is the world's greatest television, world's, world's greatest, greatest gender and television host? TV star. Or TV star, whatever. It, well, that's the correct. I don't know what he said. He, he, yeah. yeah, he said something to that. What is world's greatest uh, janitor and TV star, let's say, he said. Okay. And at that point, JW realized that William is correct. I realized, oh, yeah, duh, William is correct. Yeah. And Scott realized William is correct. So JW then said, you are correct. You win the game. <laughs> because all because Dave and Scott, great Scott, lose all their points because they got the question wrong. <laughs> Oh man. So <laughs> So so but let's just play devil's advocate. So even so let's say that um I had 440 points. Let's say if I should have got half credit for that, I would have had 660 points. I would have had 440, yeah. half of that is 220 added to 440, 660 points. Uh, Scott if he had gotten half of his what points um he would have gotten yeah, it'd say it's 30 points. He would have got 15 points for that. He would have got 710 or yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think JW can do more than – less than 10 points with his score system. So, yeah, so I think he rounds up sometimes. So, But either way, uh, 
Either way, uh, it was uh, no way William should have won this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but somehow William won. Um, and then what happened was uh, at that point, um, at that point, uh, he gave out the, the trophies. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and, and so since JW said, and Dave and Great Scott, you lose all your points. I was wondering, well, does that mean we tied for second? What what does that mean? We both have zero points. I think I can't see the score from where I'm sitting. Right, you can't see it when you're up there. So he comes over. He goes, he does the congratulations for uh, you know for William. He comes over and he says, and Dave, uh, you're in second place. So I got second place. <laughs> okay. And the complete loser was Great Scott, who should have been. The complete winner. Who probably should have been the complete winner if he had gotten half of credits, if he had gotten I mean, the full credit, which well, even he if, initially had given me. Well, even if I he only lost, like, even if he decided that you guys got it wrong, still great Scott should have won because he would have. Right. <laughs> he would have still had more. You would have had zero. Right. You would have been the complete loser. Right. Uh, oh, my goodness. So the scoring was all messed up is what I'm getting at here. But what was interesting is I was like, how did I end up in second place? And then when I finally looked at the final scores that were up on the screen, somehow William had, after you know the game was over, I, I peeked around to see what yeah. the final scores were. William somehow had 740 points. Okay. So he got 700 points for guessing that, <laughs> for getting, getting that correct, correct, okay. correct, correct. Somehow he... Um, Great Scott had 400 points, and I had somehow had 720 points. <laughs> so I don't know how I ended up with 720 points. I don't know how Great Scott ended up with 400 points, and I don't know how William ended up with 740 points. But the final score was William, first place, myself in second place, and Great Scott was the complete loser. <laughs> wow. So a bunch of uh, – I'm calling some controversy on this one. Yeah, wow. I, 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 don't, I, I think I need a, a game show uh, commission to, to actually come in and uh, do an audit on the VIP Jeopardy because <laughs> there's something funny going on there. Well, yeah, because, you know, technically, you know, all those points that um, Great Scott had should have been yours because didn't he answer – your daily double? So. <laughs> it was William that answered my daily double. Oh. <laughs> and somehow he ended up losing, okay. continuing buzzing in incorrectly, losing, losing my 160 points down to 40 points. Wow. Uh, yeah, so anyway. But yes, if I had the additional 160 points, which I would have doubled to 320 points, I, I should have ran away with this game. But I'm, um, it's okay. Wow. I, I'm, I'm filing a complaint with the uh, Game Show Commission. <laughs> and we'll see where this uh, ends up. But anyway, I did get a second place medal. All right. Yes. <laughs> and my picture taken. <laughs> and hopefully I'll get the correct uh, picture this time. <laughs> yeah, did you... Because I don't know if we even talked about this in the podcast, but we both received our uh, plaques from playing in L.A. And we both had the wrong people's <laughs> picture. Uh, but then um, after I reached out... Um, I was sent the correct picture. Separately. Yeah, I, I did end up getting a, a correct okay. picture. <laughs> but meanwhile, I, 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 I uh, we took a nice picture with uh, JW after uh, it was just you, myself, and JW. And uh, I ended up going to CVS and printing out that on nice paper and, and re replacing the picture. Oh, the that's a good idea. I want to do I that, too. That was, I thought that was, I mean, I. I'm happy to have the correct picture of the uh, three contestants. No, but it's there. it's more or fun because JW is a, a, but yeah, a good but friend. I, I, yeah. I, I, I felt JW should be up there. 
in the picture. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> so that was my Jeopardy experience. <laughs> Wow. Wrought with controversy from very the very beginning. Very, very controversial. All right. So a couple other notes. Uh, by the way, um, I found out that this is our friend Bob Groder's 100th Lifetime Show. Wow. <laughs> How cool. 100 Lifetime Shows. Incredible. Welcome to the 100 Club, Bob. Yeah, I don't even know how many I've been to. So. <laughs> he might have you beat. I think he does. I don't think I have 100. Well, I'd love to, uh, to have our intern, Frank, uh, count them up for you. Because yeah. apparently you can't count past uh, five. No. <laughs> Not on more, you need more than one hand for that. 24 is the biggest number. <laughs> anyway, uh, apparently, um, Bob had also said that, uh, this was confirmed, I think, by Alexis, too, that uh, CBS was filming uh, part of the show, and they were filming four to five different shows, four to five different songs. CBS? CBS, like the television show, television station Local CBS. CBS? I guess so. I, that's all I know. Okay. <laughs> that's all I know. But uh, apparently CBS was there filming a couple shows, so I guess... Uh, for Bob's 100th for show? For Bob's 100th show. Wow. I... I that's I didn't know still, Bob was that big of a deal. Apparently it was. It has, probably has nothing to do with Weird Al playing in the Kennedy Center. No. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it was uh, Alexis, myself, uh, Joe, Bob, and Jackie. We were just all chatting after well, the uh I guess I'm curious. Jeopardy. So Joe was there for Jeopardy. Yep. And, and Joe is, you know, he's a puzzle guy. He's a trivia guy. What did he think of the controversy? <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe, uh, well, I, I, I think he agrees with me. Well, I would say he agrees with me. Okay. He must agree with me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but there was definitely, uh, it was funny uh, that the guy, the gentleman, Paul, who, uh, who you know, was the, uh, went to go get the, uh, the, the ballot box, yeah. you know, uh, he, uh, after I came off stage, he ran right up to me and said, you got robbed, you got robbed. <laughs> so, uh, so Paul was on my side and even William after, afterwards, uh, came up to me and said, I did not deserve to win that. <laughs> well, that's Weird Al Jeopardy. But that's Weird Al Jeopardy for you. There's the, the controversies, but people uh, recognized it for what it was. And then Joe, I asked, did ask Joe, and he said he had fun watching it. And, and well, what was the, uh, what did they say during Whose Lines It Anyway, where the points don't the matter? Points don't, that is true. That is true. The points do not matter in Weird Al Jeopardy. That is for sure. Um... All right, so I, I set up this how the stays looked. Uh, there was a couple other uh, friends of ours and friends of the podcast that were there. Um, our friend Angela was there, uh, and you might not know her, but I've seen her. I uh, she, she's been on tours and I run into her quite a bit, and I think I first met her on Running with Scissors. Cool. Uh, Angela's there, and she had on a uh, Rubinette T-shirt. Very cool. Uh, so she is a Rubinette. And uh, actually happened to have uh, brought with me a couple of our Rube Emperor postcards. Oh, very so nice. So I, I wanted to give one to Joe, and I had a couple extras just in case I saw somebody who I thought might want one. And I said, well, I I've got to give one to a Rubenette. <laughs> so Angela was very happy to get that. Now, Angela actually was staying at the Watergate Hotel. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> which uh, she said on the key, it says, uh, on her, her room key, it says, you do not have to break in. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and uh, as we mentioned, or for those who might remember from the Lancaster po uh, Review, our friend Amy Carter 
special guest Amy Carter was there. Oh, nice. And uh, she had brought her friend Sarah. Very cool. So we got to chat with them. Uh, I think that brings us up to the actual showtime. Very nice. So it was what, an 8 o'clock show? It was an 8 o'clock show. Uh, Yes. And, uh, you know, with VIP, typically you get a, a free drink or a food. Did you uh, redeem yours? Yes, ticket? we got, I got, <laughs> I got a, got a Coke Zero. Oh. Or Jackie got a Coke Zero for me. And Kennedy uh, Center with the Coke Zero. Yeah. Solo. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, when the show starts at, when the ticket says that the show starts at 8 o'clock, what does that really mean? Typically, it means 7.58, JW takes the stage. You would think so. However, JW took the stage at 7.57. Whoa! So JW took the Very stage prompt. at 7.57 uh, and introduced Emo Phillips. And uh, this is the first time I've heard this, but you've reported on it on the bonus episodes. The Emo Phillips exposure. I don't understand what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it. I do not have a start time for Emo Phillips, but it was probably 7.58 if I had to guess. Yeah. Or 7.59. <clears throat> um, Emo was wearing his black and gold outfit. Okay. Um, I think I call that the Harlequin. <laughs> the Harlequin. Uh, <clears throat> at this point, uh, you know... you. When emo starts, you're sitting in your 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 regular seats. I'm sitting next to Joe on my left, Jackie on my right, and Alexis was hanging out with us because the seats next to us were empty. Uh, at that point, <laughs> okay. So we're hanging up there. Uh, emo set was 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 pretty good. Uh, there were a lot of new jokes to me. Oh, very cool. Like, uh, so it's interesting uh, that. I, of course, the last time I saw him was in August uh, at in Lancaster. But you know, even you know these last couple of months, it appears he's still trying to write new material for this tour. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's the that's the life of a comedian. You're always writing new stuff. <laughs> so uh, for sure, he uh, had quite a bit new material. He had some some Washington D.C. specific, uh, I think, jokes too. Uh, he did your favorite joke. Excellent. And he did my favorite joke. Wow. And, two uh, for two. Two for two. And he ended up stopping at 8.28. Wow. Okay. So Where I don't know when to start time, but uh, but so assume it was 7.58, half hour show. Uh, at 8.38, the great John Bermuda Schwartz comes out on drums, and he started... Doing a sort of extended introduction. I think you know what uh, this song is. Was 8.38? So only how much, uh, like 10 minutes later? Yeah, 10 minutes. Wow. 10 minute break. Wow, that's short. 10 minute break. Usually closer to 15, right? Usually closer to 15. Wow. Sometimes in the beginning of the tour, it was even longer. Jim Kimo West um, and Steve J and Ruben Valtiera come out. And I think you know the song when Al's not up on stage. Gotta be Fun Zone. Gotta be Fun Zone. It is Fun Zone. The first song was Fun Zone. Very cool. Uh, I love when they start <laughs> with Fun Zone. I did... Yes, I think it's a great start. I wish they would just always start with Fun Zone. I think it, it makes for Al's entrance more exciting. I think it does. I Yeah. I, that's a Dave suggestion. I would go with that. Do we need, do we need Frank to play the song? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's suggestions. Well, you uh, would co-sign that one, right? Yeah, I would co-sign it. That was also pretty low, so let's try it again. 
We'll, we'll have Frank try it again. It's Ethan's co signed with Dave's suggestion. <laughs> Whoa, Frank, what are you doing? All right, so uh, a couple things we like to report on Steve J was wearing sunglasses. Okay. And Al was wearing this black t which I've seen him wear before. A uh, black uh, Hawaiian shirt with uh, sort of these white flowers on it. At least from where I was sitting, that's what it looked like. Okay. Um, and since I know you normally you normally uh, name these, but since you weren't there, I decided to name this one. Well, you're not allowed popcorn to name popcorn delight. You were not there. You're I not allowed to name them, Dave. I named it popcorn delight. I like that name. I'll co-sign it. <laughs> so while you know, while maybe you named it, my co-sign means I get. Partial credit as the official namer. <laughs> All right, Weird Al says, Hello, Washington, D.C. He didn't say the state of Washington, D.C. He did D. not C. say the state okay. of Washington. He said, Hello, Washington, D.C. And then um, he said, And then the song was uh, Lame Claim the Fame. Oh, okay. I have notes here and I'm not quite sure why. Should I see if I can read them? No, I know what they say. They're oh, okay. I just don't know why I put them there. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I might come back to that. I don't know. Uh, of course, Lame Claim the Fame it has uh, the great Rube Emperor on cowbell, and uh, yes. he was sort of standing off to the side uh, <clears throat> from the keyboards while he was playing. I just wanted to note that. Yep. Uh, all right. Oh boy. Oh, boy. This one I might need your help on. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben on Cowboys. Cowbell standing off to the side. No, no. Well, I... Out well, uh, I'm going go. to improvise this one. <laughs> this is basically what Al said. Well, I, um, I can't tell you what an, honor, what an incredible thrill it is to be in the same building. Oh, yes. Okay. I know. Okay, okay. Well, I can't tell you what an incredible thrill it is to be in the same building that I will one day um, posthumously receive my Kennedy Center honor. <laughs> incredible. Yes. Let's hear it for emo. It's been, um, you know, I did the whole let's hear it for emo yep. bit. Uh, so it's been a... It's been a childhood dream of mine to one day come to the Kennedy Center and play all of my least popular songs. <laughs> like this one. I love that. Close but no cigar. Oh. Close but no cigar. Close I hope but no cigar. You know what I'm gonna hope for? I hope you counted the number of uh Vibra slaps. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. Because remember I mentioned that I've been out of practice? Yes. Uh, since I have not seen a show since August? Yes. It totally slipped my mind. Oh, no. Until it was too late. <laughs> did anyone else, did Alexis <laughs> count or anyone? I, will have, I don't know. I'll have to ask Alexis next time we chat with her. Um, but it was pretty cool. Uh, this song had those uh, crescent moon spinning lights in it. And uh, there were more than one set of lights Uh and there were multiple, multiple sets of spinning crescent moon lights. And it looked really cool with the very open big stage. So that was uh, definitely lighting, definitely uh, lighting that was improved uh, from, uh, that was definitely improved due to the stage that they were on. Very cool. It looked awesome. Yeah, um, I know certain lighting effects are very venue specific. 
Yeah, like this one with the wood paneling in the background. There's no, like I said, there's no like curtain, no backdrop or anything like that. Uh, and with the pipe organ and, and just a really open, big stage, it looked amazing, the lighting on that one. And like I said, I did not count. Uh... I have an official <laughs> report from Alexis. Uh, Frank uh, texted her, and uh, her official response is she's going to say more than six, but less than 30. Yeah, it sounds right to me. Okay. And I feel so bad for you, Alexis, that Frank has, intern Frank has your telephone number. Well, no, he used my phone to text her. Oh. <laughs> I would not give her number to Frank. He's a creep. And yes, uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'll co-sign that one. <laughs> and uh, yes, Weird Al did point to Bermuda for the Buddy Rich solo. Okay. But we're not counting that as a separate solo. Not. Uh, that's not my decision. Okay. <laughs> uh, so at this point, uh, I know you like to look at what's on the little table that's sitting next to Weird Al and try to guess what songs are coming. So at this point, I could uh, finally see the, the table. And I will say that I noticed up on the table a couple things. I noticed that there was a Jingle Dingle. Oh. A.K.A. a tambourine. Right. And there were two other things up okay. on there. And they were both red solo cups. Okay. So we'll see if that means anything. That means that it usually uh, at some point Al may get uh, parched during the show and, and <laughs> take a sip of water. He may. Okay, this one he was at a party at his friend's house uh, and they were going through who the most uh, influential uh, person was. He said some people guessed Gandhi, Martin Luther King, uh, Madame Curie, and all of his friends are idiots. Because, of course, it is Charles Nelson Reilly. Um, of course. CNR was the next song. <laughs> and uh, Ruben and Steve were nowhere to be found for this song. <laughs> As always. <laughs> As per tradition. And uh, you might have mentioned this on, on a previous episode, but this is the first time I think I remember hearing this, is uh, where he says, uh, Giddy up, Gene. He then said, Gene Rayburn. Okay. Right after. That. Yeah, I've heard a couple variations of that, but I, yeah. I have heard him do that one before. He says, giddy up, Gene. Gene Rayburn. So, uh, <clears throat> the, you were not there to, to do this, but uh, he did do the uh, make sweet, sweet love to a manatee. Uh, he does thrust, the pelvic thrust. The pelvic yeah. thrust. And uh, I just heard our friend Joe. Just go, whoa. Like, <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> he did not himself pelvic thrust? No, he thrust. did not pelvic thrust. Oh. He, saw, he saw Weird Al do that, and it <laughs> surprised him that Weird Al would be so suggestive in this. <laughs> <laughs> was it a happy whoa? Uh, or? It was a surprise. Bro. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, there are a lot of people who say... Hey, Al, do you ever think about writing real music? Well, I know what they mean. You know, like Kanye West writes real music. And, <laughs> and you know, all of... But the difference is that all of mine are intentionally funny. <laughs> and then he went on how he did write a sort of a, a real music song. You know, Good Old Days. Uh, of course. Right. Uh, so the Very song serious is Good song. Old Days. <laughs> Yes, don't have very specific notes about that, but uh, that that was the song. That's hilarious. <laughs> How did the uh, Kanye jokes go over? I thought they, they were great. Oh, they good. Were great. They they hit. They very were, good. They were very funny. Uh, 
He said, I wrote this next Former song. Former presidential candidate, Kanye West. Oh, that's right. That's right. Maybe that's why he pulled out the Kanye West uh, <laughs> Or maybe West it's because, you know, this week Kanye's in the news for, you know. For like, everything. Like everything. Like always is. <laughs> for some uh, racist rants he's been having. <laughs> oh, okay. I wrote this next song for Rage Against the Machine, but they were... But they are not here tonight, so we are going to do it instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, there was sort of a false start here, a very short false start. Uh, Jim kind of strummed the note, and then he stopped, and he turned towards, uh, like he turned around, and then everyone sort of looked around, and then they just started, I'll sue you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was like, it's like it was sort of a false start. Did Jim start early, or... I'm not sure what happened. I, okay. He might have started early, or he might have somebody else might not have been ready. I don't know. Hmm. But it was he. It was like a one note, like short false start. He stopped. He looked around. Everyone. He turned around. Everyone sort of looked around, and then all of a sudden, they, everyone just started. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> now, uh, of course, uh, there is a moment in Alsuya, which yes. is a very. Uh, and rem- remind me, Dave, is, uh, does Joe live in D.C.? Or was he down there just to see the show? He lives in the D.C. area. Okay, okay. Uh, said about a half hour outside of D.C. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I couldn't remember where he was. Yeah. And uh, there's an awful line in there. Uh, you know, was it Delta sold me a ticket to New Jersey? I went there and it sucked. I've never heard you actually repeat that in, in its entirety, Dave. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it hurts you, my ears when I, know. I say it. How, how did you feel about that line, Dave? I did not like it. How did you I, react? I reacted. I I screamed boo and put my thumb down. Jackie screamed boo and put her thumb down. And uh, all the people around me laughed. <laughs> they saw me do that, including Joe. <laughs> But Joe did not boo. Uh, Joe did not boo. That okay. I, no, he did not. Okay. Uh, but he's also not from New Jersey, so right. maybe that may be it. But he could have just shows that. No. Now I know you. You know. Now you, that line weighs on you a lot. You know. <laughs> uh, right. Have you considered? You know, maybe you well, could let me suggest ta- well, something. Let, let me tell you, I did. I did have a suggestion, uh, and this is a Dave suggestion. Okay. Uh, it's Dave's and suggestions. So I think that I think that this song would should be changed. The lyric, those lyrics should be changed. Those awful, terrible lyrics should be changed, and instead be uh, something like uh, Avis uh, sold me a rental car, and I drove through Virginia, and there was a lot of traffic, and it sucked. Wow. Wow, that's—I mean—that's that, kind of wordy. I don't know if it really fits with the flow of the song. He could—he uh, could massage it a little bit. Well, he is—he uh, already wrote it. He already has a, a perfectly uh, fine. I don't like it. All right. All right. Well, let me tell you though. But this during this song, the uh, the strobes that are going on—they looked really cool. They sort of filled up the theater, and they looked amazing. There was a lot of smoke and strobes, uh, and the uh, the white lights that they turn red at the end. Uh, this was a really good. Other than that little little miscue in the beginning, this is a really good rendition of also yeah. That's great. It, it looked amazing. It sounded amazing. <clears throat> uh, I know I know what you're all waiting for. Normally uh, we wait, uh, but I can see you're getting antsy, 
and he called for a drum solo. Ooh, okay. And uh, Bermuda did my drum solo. Wow, he's been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> At least, you know, based on the times I've seen him <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> and uh, all Al just sat in his his stool and he held his hand in he held his uh, head in his hands. <laughs> And then they went right into, why does this always happen to me? Oh, very nice. And I say the, the, the lighting on this one was really cool, was really well done. There was, at one point, some really cool purple lights that were sort of up on the pipe organ that was in the background and looked really amazing. I feel like uh, <coughs> Ben Folds, who I know played a piano on that song and also is, um, you know, it's a style parody of his music. Uh, he has, He's like a creative director or something like that at the... Kennedy Center did. Uh, oh, really? Uh, I, I I can have Frank look that up, but I know he does a a regular series there, or at least curates a series huh. at the Kennedy Center. Because uh, I recall sounds familiar. When I spent uh, time with William Shatner a few months ago, he was getting ready to do something with Ben Folds at the Kennedy Center. So oh. uh, I think you cool. did you did mention that on, on a previous uh, bonus episode. So I think you're correct. Cool. And. Uh, at this point, he uh, he. Well, during the song, he of course he points to uh, Ruben. Uh, for He's the, the artistic advisor, Frank says, oh. for the Kennedy Center. Very cool. <laughs> uh, sorry, get <laughs> 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 not the most comfortable couches in this room. Uh, picked, uh, yeah. So he uh, points to Ruben during the keyboard solo part, um, and then he picked up uh, his accordion. For the first time of the evening, and of course that always gets a large, a, a loud woo from the audience. He didn't um, call for a keyboard solo, though. You're just no, well, that he, part of the song. No, there's a keyboard solo in the song when he just points to Ruben for it. Right, but he didn't say anything. He did not. So it's not call. an official keyboard solo. He did not call for a keyboard solo. Okay, just just making sure, Dave. He said uh, the president of the record biz. Uh, reached out to him. He's a very important guy. Uh, he did say <laughs> call people the hooligans. Ah, uh, okay. Down, downloading songs. Uh, the song was, of course, don't download this song. Uh, and one of the really cool things that's been happening recently when we've been seeing don't download this song is uh, people start taking out their cell phones and turning on the lights and start waving them back yeah. and forth. In the beginning there, I did not notice too many people doing that. Then a few people started taking out their cell phones. Then a whole bunch more people started taking out their cell phones. And then uh, there was just, by the end, pretty much everybody in the theater had out their cell phones. Wow. They were waving them back and forth. It looked amazing. Uh, of course, I had my cell phone out waving it. I... I I popped up the photo and I and I you know did the you know the selfie mode so I yeah. could see what was happening behind me and it looked so amazing. Wow! Like just the whole theater because not only is the the Kennedy Center um, you know it's it's the the floor but it also has like a, a couple sets of balconies right. so the whole back wall like a tiered looks balcony, like, like tiered right? balcony. Yeah. but like they're only like along the edges like they're like one row thick oh wow full of uh, balconies uh, so. Uh, so just like the whole back wall looked like it was white lights. Oh, cool! Because the people in the in the balcony seats that were doing that. Uh, so it looked amazing, um, and then uh, like everybody was just having a great time doing it. And then uh, they took out 
this I don't know, remember seeing this, but maybe this happened before. But there were blue those fingernail the lights we call the fingernail lights. Yeah, uh, they were blue fingernail lights that were uh, up on the stage, and they just filled up the stage. So awesome looking. Uh, it, it looked amazing. I, I, I have to have our intern Frank pull up a picture and show you what it looked like because wow. you will not. Was Frank there? No, the I show? mean I, he's 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 uh he's sort of looking through my uh, my photo okay. albums okay. right uh, to to kind of see Holy what crap. things look like. And this is what the uh, this is wow what the fingernail lights look. I don't like. think I've ever seen fingernail lights like that. That's right. They're it looks just... like uh, sunflower seeds or something. Yeah, it's, it's kind of got like, like white the and whole, black. The whole stage is just wow, is just fingernail lights and like the on the those look like bananas. They, they sort of do. The way I think it's more banana than well, fingernail. They're, they're, they're fingernail lights, but they're just because some of so, them though, yeah, they're so overlapping. Yeah, it, it looked it looked wow. amazing. It the lighting and then the, the just the fact that all the the lights were in the background, you know, just in the, the on the balcony. It it was an incredible experience. I never never saw. Don't download this song. That's incredible. Quite look like this or quite feel well, like this. I, I'm assuming you would have mentioned it, but I, I want to ask because one of the shows I saw in California on my last run, Al actually encouraged the audience to uh, hold up their cell phone lights. Did that? Nope. This happened. This happened. Organically. Natu- this happened wow. naturally. Yep. It was like I said in the beginning. There was. I don't think anybody had out their cell phones, and then towards the middle of the song, a few people had. And by the end of the song, the whole place was lit up. How cool! It was incredible. <laughs> Definitely cool. Definitely cool. All right. Uh, Weird Al said, I'm going to play a Zydeco song next. Okay. You know, he did his whole spiel about how 95% of Zydeco songs are about Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and uh, the song was My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. Cool. <clears throat> I'm going to ask uh, our intern, Frank, if he can run and get me a Coke Zero. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to ask him or are you going to ask him <laughs> well while while uh, frank gets you a coke zero um i uh i gotta say i i don't know that um the eddie vetter um my baby's love with eddie vetter has been super common i feel like i don't see that one very often so i wonder if that's one of the more rare ones to get yeah i don't know i don't know i have to we All have right. to have Frank look. Frank, uh, do me the honors of a Coke Zero solo. Wow, that was a good one. <laughs> that was like an extended uh, Coke Zero solo. I'm getting parched. I usually don't don't talk this much during the reviews. Let Ethan, <laughs> I, I learned let Ethan do all the talking and then I save my voice. Well, you got these uh, Dave only shows are tough. I don't know if I'm going to do any more of them. <laughs> That's why. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so uh, Weird Al said he's uh, he's very self-aware. There's two things that he's uh, generally known for. Uh, raw, unbridled sexual energy. Of course. And authentic blues music. That's what I know him as. <laughs> <laughs> so the next song was uh, Generic Blues. And uh, I have to point it out because uh, uh, I'm going to take credit for it until I can be proved otherwise. Uh all we have to do is listen uh, back. That's, but... that's a lot of trouble. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't. <laughs> Our special guest and friend, Blair Freeman, says it's true, so it must be true, that we suggested Weird Al use blue lights. He was using blue lights during this song. Wow. What uh, a guy. 
Yeah, so it's like the uh, the part where he goes, uh, make it talk, son. You know, when he points to uh, Kimo to do his uh, yeah. extended, uh, or to do his guitar part. Uh, it seemed like the, the guitar part was a little extended, not by much, but maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, I had pointed out in California, they kind of were like changing it. Instead of just doing the same thing, nah, 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 it was more like, nah, 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 nah. Was it any different like that? It sort of sounded close to the album version, but okay. it was uh, it was just a little bit longer, maybe. Cool. Uh, and then I said, okay, now make it shut up. And uh, <clears throat> <laughs> that was uh, generic blues. Uh, oh, one of the big reasons uh, we do this tour is to showcase the band... And uh, he first met John Bermuda Schwartz in 1980 when they performed, he remembers that date because they performed another one, Rides the Bus. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, September 14th. I don't know what I said. Did I say January? September 14th, said. 1980. <laughs> uh, don't want those letters coming in. Uh, another one, Rides the Bus. Uh, as he remembers that date, because uh, another one, Rides the Bus on the Dr. Demento show. Yep. Uh, he first met Ruben on Grinder. And Ruben happened to be drinking water at that point and did his gigantic spit take. Wow. The... What are the odds that he keeps <laughs> accidentally drinking water right when Al says that? All right. So, uh, as the, yeah, in 1981, he was on a princess cruise to Al- Acapulco. Uh, not quite sure why. He might low pointed or something like that. On the second night he uh, of the cruise, he went down. He... he uh, Heard some music from the lounge, um, and uh, he went in, you know, kind of for grins. Uh, what pathetic musicians would be playing? Uh, <laughs> well, it was these guys. <laughs> uh, they were great. He signed into a 45-year contract. Wow. Which, uh, which uh, Steve was very happy about. He had a big smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard the... Uh... That uh, Acapulco uh, Princess Cruise before. It might be. It might be. It sounds familiar to me, too. Huh. Uh, so uh, they did Dare to be Stupid, the Princess Cruise to Acapulco. <laughs> awesome. That's what I tweeted out. All right. So at this point, uh, at this point, yes. At after this point, Dare to be Stupid. After Dare to be Stupid. Oh. Uh, did you, you uh, volunteer? I did not volunteer. Did Jackie or Joe? Jackie did not volunteer. Joe? Joe did not volunteer. What the heck? There were zero volunteers that I saw. Well, I, I hope I just happened to raise my hand at that point. <laughs> Up in well, New York. Well, let me just say that I have not seen anybody raise their hand since. So if you want to raise your hand right now, you could be the volunteer. Ethan volunteered with his <laughs> left hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, at this point, uh, Steve J gets up. And when Steve J stands up without being prompted... And uh, starts walking towards the keyboards. Ooh, that's I know what that a, means. That's a big clue as to what the next song is going to be. Um, you said that this is a uh, cover so- song of uh, by The Doors. Um, not quite sure what that says. Uh, no applause. No applause. Ah. Yes, he said, this is a cover song by The Doors. There was no applause after he said that line. He said, <laughs> well, that's the usual response. <laughs> and then uh, he said he's only ever heard it on a third-generation cassette that Bermuda gave him. Um, and uh, it was a, a 1967 performance at The Whiskey. 
Okay. Um, and then he did Craigslist. And let me tell you, th- this song also had like crazy, crazy lights. And they look new to me. Because uh, usually Craigslist is the rainbow lights. And it's usually those. I, I don't know if we have a name for it. Um, let's let's have Frank show me a picture. Well, this is what this is what they look like uh, this time. Wow, they looked incredible. Like I've never like seen the UHF lights. A sort little of like bit. the UHF lights, like, like crisscrossed. Like, yeah, there were like lines. Uh, huh. new. And uh, by the way, uh, both of these, you know, the the fingernail lights uh, picture and the uh, Craigslist picture that I'm describing right now, they're both up on my uh, Twitter page at uh, Elvis Arama. If you look for the uh, the, the tweets from uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah, you'd, you'd think that you'd post those on the uh, official Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast Twitter account. But... I would not because they are spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> you wouldn't want to spoil the lights for people. Nope, because uh, they'll give away... That's true. Potentially okay. give away songs and, and information about the tour. All right. <clears throat> Elvis Arama <laughs> on Twitter. But yeah, these are new lights. They're crazy. They looked awesome. They filled up the whole stage. They looked amazing. I've never. They they, they were great. They're Looks great very addition. cool. They're a great addition. Um, now the the uh, the coffee shop was the uh, Tate Cafe, and apparently there are three of them in Washington D.C. So I'm not oh, sure which okay. one it was. Uh, but well, that's probably why Al said it because he said, "Well, people are going to know this one." <laughs> the Tate Cafe, Tate Bakery and Cafe. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, so. <laughs> It's very tough because he does this part very fast. But on the phone call with his mother, he goes into a lot of crazy things. Of course. Uh, well, he wanted. I want to cover you in lavender, and uh, some kind of oh, and buttercream pudding. I want to cover you in lavender and buttercream pudding. Is there such a thing as buttercream pudding? I think that says butter. It might not say butter, but it looks like butter to me. It looks or banana. Banana. I know. I don't There's know. no teas. Banana some kind cream of, pudding would make more sense. Some kind of cream pudding. Okay. Uh, snakes <laughs> Bavarian ri- cream pudding? No. The snakes rise up, uh, you know, and I started singing Baby Shark. It sounds like that's a mainstay now. Yep. Uh, he was riding through the desert in a convertible filled with uh, Taco Bell wrappers. <laughs> okay. And the uh, old American Indian was eating corn nuts. Oh. Uh, and uh, I think he calls them maize nuts. <laughs> Uh, it said, Mecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hi, any ho. And then it says, uh, smells like corn nuts. Oh, wow. A couple um, repeats. Yeah. A bunch of repeats on this one, I think. And the secret was that he put the empty milk carton back in the refrigerator. Ah, okay. I think the I've Taco heard Bell of... wrapper sounds new to me. Yeah, I mean, the Taco Bell might have wrappers seem new to me. The rest of it, I feel like we've covered those. Before. I believe so, yeah. Uh, he called for a harpsichord solo. He actually called for a harpsichord solo. Wow, okay. Yes, yeah, so we got a harpsichord solo. And then uh, we went right into the song Melanie. And uh, that Melanie got quite a few cheers when the song actually cool. started. Um, <clears throat> Did you hear the meow? You know what? I barely, I either barely heard it or I did not hear it at all. Oh. Like I knew, and you know the spot where it's coming, you know. Right. Uh, he talks about the cat. Give a mohawk to the cat, yeah. Right. So I was listening for it, and I don't know if it was in my, my head that I heard it because I wanted to hear it, 
but it definitely was not. It is subtle. It, you know, it was not not audible. Yeah. Like if if I was not listening for it, I would not have heard it. And I don't, I'm not quite sure if I did hear it. I mean, I've been <laughs> hearing things, so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna just say there's a possibility that there was no uh, meow. <clears throat> And then Al said, oh, I know there's one thing, uh, one thing I get. Oh, he said, oh, this is interesting. I never saw this happen before. He said, you know, one thing, drum solo reprise. Like he was, <laughs> like was going to start down telling a story and he just all of a sudden yelled out, drum solo reprise. <laughs> Mid-sentence. Okay. I think he may, might have been trying to throw Bermuda off. Because uh, it took Bermuda a little extra longer to, uh, to, to do his one-hit drum solo. I think he was trying to catch Bermuda off guard there by starting a story. You know one thing, drum solo reprise. Mid-sentence. So yeah, I had not seen him done it. But we got Me the drum there. solo reprise. And then it went right into Doggy Dog. Oh, okay. Uh Lights look pretty cool uh, on that one, as always. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like flipping back and yeah, forth. Yeah, flipping back yeah. and forth. Uh, I'm not sure if the theater was dark enough to really uh, have them flip back and forth and really look like the same effect that I've seen on other shows before, but it was, uh, it still looked cool. Cool. Uh, and right after Dog Eat Dog started, that very familiar hum that you... Signifies, I can guess. Yeah, go for it. Velvet Elvis. That's right. The only way to describe this hum is Velvet Elvis. <laughs> if you've seen them do Velvet Elvis on this tour, uh, you know this hum we're talking about. It's impossible to describe other other than the Velvet Elvis hum. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Velvet Elvis. Very cool. And actually, this is a probably a good time to say that um, I was wearing my Elvis shirt. Oh, very cool. I was wearing an Elvis shirt. I was originally planning to wear that uh, when I went to Memphis. I ended up not going to Memphis. So I said, well, I'm going to – I know I have a VIP for this one. I'm going to uh, wear my velvet, uh, wear my Elvis shirt uh, well, for this and, one. And Al must have known. He must have known. So he played Velvet Elvis for me. Thank you, Al. <laughs> uh, now this is interesting. He said uh, – well, st- he looked – where Al looked at – he took out his phone and he looked at it. And then he said, oh, Steve's got an, uh, Steve's got an eBay auction that's about to close in a, f- <laughs> in a few minutes. So he's going to take off. So he's going to take off. I think it's some Beanie Babies. <laughs> and then he looked at John and, he's, and John's still sitting at his, his uh, drums. And he says, you sticking around, John? <laughs> and John kind of got up and, and you know, did his, you know, like, well, I don't know, and then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh this is like two up there and they said, Well, he said, I guess we're gonna play our our uh power ballad trio. Or I uh, this is our power ballad trio and uh you don't love me anymore. Wow. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Al was extra silly. He was he show. was silly yeah. this show. There's a lot of uh, very loose, very having a lot of fun with the band for sure. <laughs> They must be getting loopy at this point. After oh yeah, on the road six for months, six months, <laughs> zero breaks. Yeah, uh, he said you may have heard there's a movie coming out in a couple weeks. What? Uh, I know news to me. And uh, da- Daniel Radcliffe is playing me. That exists now. Uh, this uh, this song's a little redundant. Um, you know. It feels like uh, I've told my life story already in a song. Uh, do you guys want to hear it? 
And then the audience sort of cheered. A little ambivalent. We can do something else. <laughs> and then uh, people were, no, 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 no. He goes, oh, you want to hear it? And he goes, this is a song called Albuquerque. Woo! So we got Albuquerque for our <clears throat> finale. Uh, interestingly, I'm not quite sure when he took it off, but I noticed that Steve was not wearing his sunglasses for Albuquerque. Okay, okay. Uh, and... Uh, he did stop uh, at the appropriate point and apologize for the hermaphrodite slur. Okay. Uh, and uh, I <laughs> did not count the donuts. <laughs> okay. But I did notice. Did you forget or you just chose not to? I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're really off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but halfway through the donuts, I'm like, oh, I should have been counting these. <laughs> Oh, well. There were probably 25, if probably, I had to guess. Probably 25. Uh, a couple that kind of stood out to me. A dingleberry. Sounds like it's a mainstay at this point. The, the Halleberry and the Chuckberry donut. No Frankenberry or... No uh, Frankenberry, okay. nope. Booberry, okay. No, no. You'd uh, think this close <laughs> to Halloween, he would uh, <laughs> keep those in there, but okay. Uh, the pet names for his uh, Sweetie Pumpkin, Honey Muffin, and Sugar Biscuit. Oh, Sugar Biscuit, okay. Sugar Biscuit. Uh, he actually called for a guitar solo. He said, guitar solo, during the part in Albuquerque where there's yep, a Yep, I've seen that. Solo. I've seen that yeah. a couple times. So, uh, again, another one. Not sure if we count that or not as a guitar solo, but there we go. It's up to Brad to figure out. <laughs> this, was, this was interesting because, uh, you know, we've seen Albuquerque quite a few times, and uh, as he gets... Towards you know the end of it, uh, the joke is that he forgets the lyrics, and he has to start the whole song over. Right. Well, he did not restart the song. He just forgot the lyrics, and he just continued on. Oh, words and continued on. Uh, yeah, song. he did so, that at uh, Indian Ranch um, when he had a curfew. So there's no restart, and uh, I did later find out that there he probably did that again because there was a. Uh, a curfew. Oh, okay. Uh, not necessarily a performance curfew, but uh, I found out later that the entire, uh, that they needed to be done and broken out and out loaded everything out of there by 11.50 p.m., 11.50 p.m. Interesting. I, and I'm not quite sure if that's, uh, I'm guessing because this is sort of like a government building. Maybe they can't, you know, pay the employees government employees overtime or it has you know there i don't know what it is but there was some there's a couple interesting things that happened uh <clears throat> along that lines i had was talking to uh when i was talking to jw earlier he said that in order to load in they had to all get secret security clearance oh wow or, you know um secret service clearance and they had to, they got checked they didn't they weren't yeah brought on board as secret service members yeah yeah Okay. <laughs> they they, they, they uh, had to go through Secret Service to, to go in there. And I guess because it is a sort of a government restriction. And that's sort of why maybe the GPS has said this is you're entering a restricted oh, okay. area. Right? Uh, I guessing, I'm guessing, you know, I didn't have to get, get checked or anything to go through. I had to go through a metal detector, but that was it. Right. Uh, um, hmm. but, uh, but I'm guessing because they had access to backstage areas and things like that, that, okay. you know, they weren't in in public spaces i'm guessing that's why but that was interesting uh that they had did have to be loaded out as well 
Um, so yeah, that was <coughs> definitely uh, interesting. And I'm guessing that was uh, why the stage was so bare because they had knew they had to break down quickly. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> A couple interesting things. Uh, oh, yeah, so there was no restart for Albuquerque. Uh, so we just finished that up. <clears throat> and that was your first time this tour? I think, yes. Seen that. Yes. yes. What would you think? <laughs> it was a new song for you. <laughs> yeah, a new variation of the song for me. Uh, let's see. Did want to... Uh, <laughs> a couple interesting things. Uh, this is the moment where... I, I can't find it right now. So Albuquerque ends. Does he introduce the band and then go into uh, fake encore? Yes, introduce the band, goes into fake encore. Uh, introduce the band, they got a standing ovation. Uh, what happened? Al went off to the side, you know, like he always does, and yep. checks his phone and you know, wipes towels off and yeah. whatever. Uh, <clears throat> Bermuda was uh, was checking, was uh, cleaning off his drum case, uh, the shield, shield around yeah. the drum case. Uh, and uh, Jim was off tuning guitar like he usually is. Uh, and Ruben was sitting uh, on one of the risers, and Steve was lying down on one of the risers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Al came over and started talking to Ruben and Steve. So, yeah, that was going on. Uh, came back out. Um, and he said, All right, he's. he's, he's like, nope, just came out, you know, and he just said, all right, requests, request portion one, two, three. <laughs> and people just started screaming out, yelling. And, of course, I requested Dave Neeson's 2000 Inch Weird Out podcast theme song. Because you know they know it. I, You're being hope, respectful, right? Hoping, you know. They played Velvet Elvis for me, you know. Maybe they'll play that for me. Yeah, you're not going to request some crazy song that, you, you know, they, they we know they rehearsed that and they played performed it, so. Well, Al said, oh, a lot of grand, a lot of grand funk railroads fans in the audience, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they did. We're an American band by Grand Funked Railroad. Did we see that one before? I believe we have. Okay, it sounds yes. familiar. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure. Are they? I don't know what that says. Something Jim Kimo West. Are they what? Are they through are they twig <laughs> are they... <laughs> i don't know <sighs> well this has been a <laughs> also this has been a really special night for us thank you for coming now we'd like to do one more song and he did the unplayed medley consists... how unexpected i know <laughs> you know, Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and the Yoda Chant. And <clears throat> um, I don't really have anything to add. Yoda Chant was, was good, as always. Yeah. It was, it was good unplugged medley. Nothing no, different nothing, than nothing, other... Nothing unusual or yeah. noteworthy to really point out there. Um, at the end, Al most... And I don't think I've ever really seen him do this before. He motioned for everybody in the band to stand up. And uh, and they all gathered around him, and they started like waving out to the audience and thanking us. And then they turned around. Clearly, what they were doing was taking a photo. Of oh, the how cool! In the background, very cool. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> it was really cool. Could you see? Was it Kamal taking the picture, or you know, GW, I, or? I I couldn't, and I and I did post a a picture. Um, 
I think it was Kamal. Okay. I'm going to guess. But I did post a picture of what it looked like over on my Twitter page. Cool. At uh, Elvis Arama. You I got to follow you. You should. <laughs> You could see. You could see. I don't want I spoilers, though. But I can't. I can't see who the photographer is in the picture. And I could not see. Well, yeah, the band time. is blocking it. Yeah, they should have moved so you could see. I know. That's so rude of them. That's very rude. But yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I've actually had that happen, uh, on a couple of tours where towards the end of the tour they sort of take some <coughs> pictures with the audience in the background. And well, I think it's special venues too. They did that with yeah. uh, Red Rocks. Um, and the Kennedy Center certainly is a special yeah, venue and definitely yeah. something they want to remember. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, uh, they, you know, they kind of, uh, that point, you know, uh, shows over, uh, the JW came out, uh, you know, for the, those who were swaying behind with the VIP, uh, for the VIP portion of the, uh, VIPs, the meet and greet and autograph portion yep. picture and autograph portion um jw came out he gave his little speech uh they actually like i said they were tearing down the stage in record time um and this is where i later found out that they had and i was like wondering why they were like tearing this down in like record time but they had to be out by eleven fifty p.m um we went in for pictures uh and let me tell you there was this is probably the biggest vip group that i had seen Really? Yeah, this was a, a definitely uh, a big uh, VIP group. Uh, easily a hundred people, probably maybe one hundred fifty, two hundred people. It was it was a lot. Um, almost felt like the first whole half of the half of the uh, the venue was uh, front of the venue was VIP. <clears throat> but uh, we went out for pictures uh, for mine. I since I was wearing my Elvis shirt, I decided to do an Elvis pose. Okay, but it's fine. When I first walked up, uh, you know, there's there's still the plastic between divider between you you and Weird Al. Right. I'm guessing it's going to be like that for the rest of the tour, the the week or so that's left in the tour. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so Al sort of raised out his hands like he wanted to give me a big hug. Oh. But, but I obviously so I did the same, but I I couldn't give him a real hug, but. Uh, I uh, did some Elvis poses with him, and uh, I think they just posted the pictures earlier, and they look amazing. Jackie had on, and I don't know what character this is. This is something from uh, the Legend of Zelda game. Maybe you, I know you play. Maybe you know that character. <laughs> but she had on an outfit that was uh, <clears throat> that was supposed to be one of those characters, and and she wanted a picture with Al, and she and so you you know if Al doesn't know what's going on, you know you kind of you can. You can Prompt him, say, I'd like you to stand like this or do this. So he goes, look scared. He goes, I am scared. <laughs> <laughs> so I was one of the Legend of Zelda characters. Uh, I think they're called uh, Bokoblins. Sounds good to me. That's, uh, that's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the picture, her picture came out amazing as well. Yeah, this is and, great. I'm uh, looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, we went back. We chatted a little bit with uh, with Joe and a couple other fans that were around us. Uh, Joe got his uh, poster. You know, you go back get your poster signed. Uh, Joe got his poster signed to his nephew Connor. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I saw uh, him post like a picture. I think in uh, at group inch dot com. Yep. Uh, with his very excited nephew Connor holding that yes. poster. Yep, his uh, his Con- Connor's a 
big Weird Al fan, and Joe wanted to help push him towards becoming a bigger Weird Al fan, so he got him a signed poster. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, I just had my poster signed to Dave, and Jackie has her signed to Jackie, and uh, that was it. Uh, we headed out. Uh, outside, we saw, or we were hanging, we were with Joe the whole time. We ran back into Alexis who was sitting out front, and she was uh, chatting with Steve J. Oh, cool. Directly out front, in front of the Kennedy Center. And we didn't get, and we got to chat with Steve for like a minute or two, and then uh, all of a sudden Steve got up, he said, oh, I gotta go, because the bus was starting to pull away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or he had to be on the bus, I don't know if it was pulling away, but he, he definitely had to be on the bus, because something, something prompted him that he had to be on the bus immediately. So uh, he got on the bus. And uh, oh, and we were while we're sitting outside, uh, j- just kind of waiting. I guess Alexis and Joe were waiting, uh, waiting for Ubers or, or you know uh, the way to get out of there. And uh, there's a gentleman that walks out, and he's holding uh, <clears throat> one of those tins that they have you know for sale at the yeah the coffee the tin. coffee tins. Yeah. and uh, he goes he goes I was a part of the you know the breakdown crew you know I was part of the the local crew you know to, to you know to load in and out and stuff and uh, after I got done loading up the 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 truck with all the the merchandise they gave me this this tin it's a coffee <laughs> tin I said I opened it up there's no coffee in it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, reach out with him he's a really nice guy and then Jackie's like well we have all that coffee from the the VIP yeah and uh, she's the only one in my house that drinks coffee uh, so we're like why don't we just give him a, one of our bags of coffee so we gave him a bag of coffee and oh he how was, nice he was thrilled he was thrilled to get that bag of coffee and uh, he was such a nice guy. And he gave me his Instagram handle, and I totally instantly forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> but if for some reason, if you're out there listening to this, uh, hit us up at 2000inch. We'll give you more coffee. We'll give you more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was uh, my day. Then we, we took our, this is the, the, probably the shortest ride back <laughs> to, uh, to our place of <laughs> staying. Wow. We were in and out. Back to Eleanor's house. So, yeah, so that wraps it up. And I guess uh, we have one more bit of business we need to do. Yeah, uh, so I, I need to... You need to pick uh, what my song of the night is. Well, um, I, I suppose it's time for Frank... To, I think this is when Frank plays my song. It's Ethan's prediction of Dave's pick of the night. Well, you mentioned a couple uh, songs that I, I think could be contenders yeah. for this. Um, there were a few. I think um, you were definitely, um, you know, despite Alsuya having that horrible <laughs> lyric, I think yeah. you were pretty impressed with I was. Uh, the lights on that. I liked Alsuya, yes. Um, I thought that um, the way that you described, uh, obviously generic blues, you're, you're excited to see the blue lights. <laughs> of course. Um and uh, for Craigslist, uh, Frank, you know, showed me those pictures of mm-hmm. those really cool new lights. They so, looked awesome. So that I think is another contender. But um, really, the the secret code is if you want to guess Dave's pick of the night, uh, Dave doesn't listen to the concert. Dave only uh, uses, or I don't know why I'm talking to you about you in the third person. I guess I'm talking to the audience. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm giving the audience advice. If you, if you in the audience <laughs> want to guess what Dave's pick of the night is, well, you know, I like to think that people are doing that 
back. As I hope they the are. Podcast. I hope they before are. This, before the, uh, or as they're listening, they're writing down what they think my... Uh, I my hope they write down is. what they think your pick of the night is. And I hope they also <laughs> write down what they think I think is your pick of the night. <laughs> um so, Dave, you you don't yeah. really listen. I know you. I don't listen. You no. don't listen to the shows. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, does Weird Al do music? I think you're you're sitting there. You got your AirPods in. I think you're listening to uh, something else uh, <laughs> because what really excites you when you pick a sh- pick a song, yeah. it's usually based on the lights. And um, I I have to imagine uh, my official guest for Dave's pick of the night uh, because of all of the lights. From in front and behind you, and the brand new version of the fingernail lights, uh, I have to assume your choice was don't download this song. Well, Ethan, <laughs> I gotta tell you, you were pretty close on uh, I'll Sue You. Okay. That was definitely, uh, that was definitely a contender. Uh, there's um, Velvet Elvis definitely was a contender. Oh, okay. Uh, Just because you were wearing the Elvis shirt. The Elvis shirt. Okay. Uh, Visual again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Very wise guy. (laughs) You can't change it just because I was being a turd. (laughs) Well, I hate to tell you, but uh, Frank will play the song. It's Dave's pick of the night. It was fun zone. You can't. No, no, it was don't download this song. Oh, you got it correct again. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, that sounded pretty stinking majestic. Uh, if you if it wasn't your pick of the night, I would have been surprised. Oh yeah, no, um, it, it was. I, mean, I, I asked after the show. I did ask uh, Joe as well if he had a pick of the night, what it would be, and he said, "Oh, by far, <laughs> don't download this song." It was, That's it was so a magical cool. moment That's just so to cool. have everybody in the audience just bonding over that one, yeah, that that that, that lighting thing. That that yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes, that was very definitely, cool. Definitely was a definitely was a different experience with you not being there. yeah you have like 20 something shows uh usually sitting next to me so um must have been must have been very difficult for you dave it was was definitely a different experience uh it was a fun experience it was definitely awesome i'm so glad i made that trip down to the kennedy center that is like another one of those iconic uh venues that i'm going to talk about seeing the show at um for many years you know up there. I wish I could have been there. Yeah. I, I'm I'm so glad you got to go. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, at least uh, half of the podcast was there to represent. Um, yeah. And uh, it sounds like you had a nice trip down, and yeah, and it was, great, uh, it was a great trip. Yeah. It was a wonderful experience. The whole the whole thing, you know the. You know, getting the the pre show hangout with uh, Joe and Alexis. You know the the uh, VIP and or the uh, Jeopardy VIP Jeopardy, and getting to play VIP Jeopardy. You know, getting for, robbed in getting front of robbed all those people. Of, yes, getting uh, in the state of Washington D.C. Trying trying to figure out the uh, <laughs> the how the scoring system works in <laughs> VIP Jeopardy. I yeah, but yeah, that the concert itself was great. The uh, you know don't download the song moment. The, the everything in the the concert. The, the getting just. To you know, see Weird Al afterwards, and and you know, getting to chat with him briefly, and getting you know, you know, his autograph and everything, the pictures, the pictures. I love the pictures. Again, visual thing. <laughs> I love pictures uh, and everything with Weird Al. So that that's it's great. Yes, it was a great experience, and it was you know so nice to to just 
after I've had a very stressful, you know, couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very nice to just get out and oh, get so to enjoy, uh, to enjoy uh, um, Weird Al. Yes. Let me but, walk back some of my goofing on you Dave, because... Obviously, you know, when you're seeing so many shows and you've heard these songs so many times over <laughs> your life, the songs are the same. So you got to, you know, look for some way to, to differentiate them. So, of course, I have um, picked I have picked songs based on how they sound. Yes, I will point that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yes. Yes, I am. Uh, of course, I'm just uh, we're just goofing around. We're just goofing on you. I'm not. You're throwing real shade. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you're kidding. It's all with... Yeah, yeah, we've got impressionable listeners, Dave. I want to make sure everyone knows I, we're just goofing I, around. I, we're, we're goofing around because it's <laughs> late again as always. Very late. And we're here in uh, Raleigh, so... Oh, yes. Uh, yes, we're in Raleigh, which means we're... To, which means, well, for you guys, the next episode will be... For you all, the next episode will be Weird Al's birthday show. Yes. October 23rd in Raleigh, North Carolina. I think it's called the Duke Energy Center. The Duke Energy Center. So, um, very excited. This is definitely going to be my first time in Raleigh, and my first time ever seeing a Weird Al birthday show. So, very excited to see. Very cool. Uh, what that entails, if yeah. anything. I hope something. I hope something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for us, it'll be very soon that we do this again, and for you, hopefully, it'll be a very soon when you hear the next episode. Until then. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 38 centimeters. Oh, Dave, I forgot to ask you the most important question. Was the president there? I can say with absolute certainty that Chris Ballou was not there. <laughs>